Hi, and welcome to the 79th podcast of Keen Minds, where we're covering NBC's The Blacklist. We're in Season 6, Episode 17, Lady Luck. I'm Jen, a.k.a. Takata Cycle. And I am Tessa. And Lady Luck was number 69. The numbers are feeling quickly. They are. They are. And Tessa's cracked it, uh, supposedly. And so we'll see at the end if she's able to cheer and say that she was right. Yeah, I'll post uh, I'll post a big thing about uh, what I've cracked. Um, let me. I, I want to wait until uh, we get uh, this season on the way, um, just because um, it's complex and it's very time consuming. It doesn't it doesn't look that difficult, but it is. <laughs> it's time consuming, not difficult. Once you realize what they're doing, then it's very easy to do. How did you like this episode in general? <laughs> um, I did not. Um, I mean, I've had my episodes in the last couple, three seasons where I'm like, eh, it was all right. It wasn't one of my favorites. This was actually on the bottom of I did not like this episode. Mm-hmm. Not because it, I, I really don't want to be mean to these writers because this is not apparently their their normal jam here um it looked like they're they're novelists and being a novelist that's been trying to write scripts i know how difficult the transition is um but no i just i had a lot of issues with choices being made and a lot of issues with dialogue that just didn't fit i i have a whole whole list of uh notes to go through for this of mm. stuff that i'm just sitting there going what? Why was that a choice? And to be fair, the the writers with the names on it, you know, they may have been given instructions. They may have had things rewritten. There's never any telling exactly, you know, the, the people with the names on the episode get, you know, all the, all the good and the bad credit for things. But overall, the episode hit on a lot of my pet peeves when it comes to episodic writing. Yeah, um, I like the episode. I like a lot of things about the episode. Let me be. Let me be. I like. I like the blacklister. Um, it, it, I like the performance of the actor of the actress playing the blacklist. I I like the concept of the blacklist of the blacklister, especially because as most things, you know, it's not purely evil or purely uh good it it was it is it, a it's an uncomfortable subject and at the same time they made it interesting so so that i like okay you, um, you want to just jump right into the blacklister because i've got some thoughts on that one as well okay so do you want to jump in and start with her yeah let's start let's start with that um i was very I liked the actress doing the job. She was so creepy. And I this this reminded me a bit of the travel agency in the sense mm-hmm. that this this you know this wife revenging this kid except that in this time the guy there was a traffic accident. It could have happened if the if the kid wanted to get a sandwich and he went to the convenience store just because he bought a lottery ticket that was a winner doesn't mean that 
you know, the kid would not have died. So, so that was the part that I guess he made her into a psychopath. Crazy. He was just <laughs> waiting for something to revenge on the gambler husband. But it made the, 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 and I liked that, that she was using that and keeping, I mean, there was so much stuff that was, she was keeping the husband uh, in the, in the iron lawn and surrounded by this horrendous pictures of the baby. Oh my God. It was so And the, the cards and yeah, it was yeah. a consistent reminder of what, what she mm-hmm. felt like he had done to her. Except that he couldn't see them. It was her. It was, it was so bizarre. Uh, what did you think about the blacklister? Um, the actress was great. I think she did a phenomenal job with what she was given. Um, I was not... Listen, I mean, I, I come from a... I was raised Baptist, um, which is a denomination that tends to judge pretty heavily against gambling. So while my family was not, like, super anti-gambling, or my, my immediate family, I have extended family that, like, we would literally drive by... I don't know, a, a racehorse track. And I knew one family member was like, I hope it rains so they're incapable of gambling on those horses. And I just went, what? You know, <laughs> like, so I have family that's very much like that, that just hates gambling and is, re- and that's what this felt like, was a vendetta against this sin that they yeah. wanted to drive a nail into. And I just, I, I felt like they may I mean and don't get me wrong people have issues with it there are people that can go too far with anything with gambling with insert this here you know and you can take it too far anything but this felt like and maybe just for what you what you just said that you know the thing that keyed this woman off was not that you know not that he gambled the house he was the son died but the son in a car accident. Exactly. So, so it, was, it felt it, it felt very much like for me that it was coming at it from this like why she was a psychopath why is this issue? <laughs> because she was a psychopath. She was just and she, she was, but it just she it hated the husband and at the end just took that. And yeah, and I guess that's it, but it just it didn't feel it didn't feel on par with one of our normal blacklisters. It didn't feel like a very formidable black. Like, I have no idea. And I've had this before where I'm like, how did this person survive doing this this long? You know, I, I've had that question many a time. Um, but that's, oh, that's part her of- scheme was perfect. Her scheme was great. Yeah, I mean, I- she would take one, pay the debt, and then have that one kill the, the previous one. I, I mean, it's it's an uncomfortable subject, and and I am not particularly, um, I'm not religious at all. I I do, you know, the, the the gambling, the addictions in general are a problem that we see every day on the news. Uh, the opioids, and we had wrestler with the opioids. We have uh, red with the opium. Um, and and we're constantly bombarded by by this. And then in this episode, is red is so much against drugs, and he's said many times that he's against drugs. And and it just gets into that very uncomfortable position where 
like most addiction, some people consider it a flaw of character or a sin, if you if you if you will. And others consider, hey, it's uh, there. It's they're addicts. They're incapable. There is something wrong with the brain that makes them be addicts. So this whole idea of the of a blacklister and and the problem was one of those things that make me uncomfortable. Yeah, it didn't make me uncomfortable. I just I just didn't like it. <laughs> I mean, like I wasn't feeling like, oh, this is making me think. This is making me address things that I ha- I don't want to think about. I just didn't like it. I wasn't entertained by it. I wasn't uncomfortable by it. I just was kind of bored by it. Oh. Uh, I I I wasn't bored by it. I I actually like the idea, but I would have gone with this blacklister and this idea. I would have gone, I would have really made that the, the epi, what happened similar to what happened in the travel agency. The kid died because yeah. he was gambling. Um, exactly. They went and they, they beat him up and, or they shot him and the, what, a bullet ricocheted into the kid. Exactly. Uh, I mean, that like could have that. changed so much more. Yeah. yeah. Because it would have made it into a, a mother. Avenging what happened because it was a guilt, the, but the fact that it was that it just made it like that woman was a psychopath. She was just looking for a reason to get back at the husband. I mean, and it was just really twisted. I mean, I also wondered why. I mean, it's it's cool for a uh, you know aesthetics, I guess is the word I'm looking for. But I actually googled iron lungs because as soon as I saw that, I went. People haven't used iron lungs in decades. And it was at, at, at the polio height. That was the uh, that was yeah. when they used them. But once polio, once the vaccinations started taking place regularly, people don't use iron lungs anymore. I think that I think I saw that like I mean, it was somewhere in the single digits of iron lungs currently being used in America right now. Yeah, And so the fact that she. One could get a hold of one. Two was able to keep it functioning. Three was, I mean, like, why? It, it seems like it would be just as easy because, I mean, he obviously wasn't dead. He was still getting the payments from it. It was still going to him. They were able to look all this up through the FBI. So why not just pay a nurse to come in and have a, a tracheotomy, you know, to help him breathe? Because uh, it, it was more horrible. I Yes, but I mean, you could have made it horrible other ways. It, that was just weird. Oh, I don't it, know. it was it was weird. Um, I, I wasn't said, bothered for, by that. For for aesthetics, oh wow, it's an iron lung that that catches your eye. I guess that's true, but from a practical sort of standpoint, that's just bizarre. It was. It, I had yeah. a lot of problem with strange choices in here. There were a yeah. lot of really bizarre choices. Um. The, the one thing I gotta say that I really like about this this blacklister is the theme that it presented of a daughter thinking that one of her parents was dead, discovering that was alive, and taking over one of her parents' business. So that felt pretty much like, yep, there you go. I can see this happening. There you're setting up how list takes over red. I agree with that, but. 
again, and and maybe I'm just like really against this episode. (laughs) I feel very negative right now, and I'm very sorry about that. But I felt like there was such a, I mean, and granted, we didn't know the daughter very well, but she was presented as an incredibly hard worker, that she was pulling double shifts, that she was taking on shifts. She had a son, single mom, relied on her mom, who she thought was a single mom that had raised her. Um, all of this, and then she just, and she sounded genuinely horrified when Cooper was explaining everything to her, and then turned around and was like, hi, dad, glad to meet you, I'm gonna continue your torture method, you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and it's like, did she crack in there somewhere and I missed it, or was she always a little bit like this? I mean, I guess it goes back to nature versus nature, and yeah. yeah. But still, it it felt a little bizarre to me. But maybe that's just on the heels of the entire episode. By that point, when we got to her, I was I felt like so many things were out of whack that it was just another one. And um, the how how who do you want to do next? Um, um, listen and uh, so listen. Not much go, to do this one. Can, can I go into the dialogue because that was something that that got me, and that's not going to really fit into any one person. Okay, let's go um, with dialogue. So the dialogue—that's not something I tend to focus on because the dialogue always tends to be pretty pretty well done mm-hmm. um with dialogue sometimes it's the dialogue itself and sometimes it's the presentation from the actors uh, there's a lot that goes into it and sometimes it's the director the way the director you know directed the mm-hmm. actors there's so much that goes into it i tend to not harp on it you know especially on the podcast but i found the same issue in two different places with one of the actors that was just in this episode and then with with uh, some lines that they, they wrote for Megan at the end. And so uh, when the gambler husband, not not the blacklister's husband, but... Um, Henry. Say what? Henry. Henry, the guy Henry, who, was that his name? Okay. The, the Reddington yeah, guy? Uh, the, yeah, the one that was working for Reddington. Um, yeah. So... When when Liz and Russ went to the wife, she said, no, he just had to extend his trip a few more days. She sounded like it, you know, at tops, he'd been gone maybe a week. You know, mm-hmm. he hadn't been gone that long. And when he called her, it was the way he said it, the words that he was using. And like, also, it'd been, like it'd been separated. Exactly, and, exactly. Yeah. And so. Like meet me in the park. Why in the park? Yeah, uh, we, we need a meet. Oh, okay, well, come home. You know, it's like, I mean, that those are some of the, like, clandestine sort of things that Tom would have said when Tom and Liz were at odds back in season two. You know, we need a meet. You know, you can't just go to the house because guess what? You got kicked out, you know. But um, it seems like he was saying, no, 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 we're in here. Yeah, and so, and at the Either time... Either there were scenes caught in the middle. And that's possible, but at the time, I was... I was listening to it and I'm going, well, maybe he knows that the FBI is listening and he's just playing the the part. But then he wasn't. It was just 
in my well, they opinion, needed to move the action to the outdoors in order to have that shooting and yeah, not have it inside the house. That's fine too, but rearrange the dialogue. Yeah, but you could have it like, hey, I, I got a picnic, and yeah. hey, how about wanna, meeting me in the park? Exactly, I want to take you out. I, I, yeah. Let's go to that place you love. Um, but then, so, you know, I kind of wrote that off. I put it back in the back of my mind. I said, okay, you know, maybe it was any number of things that may, I mean, there's been stiff dialogue before, any number of reasons why it could happen. And then we got along to Liz and Wrestler scene at the end, and those two have been with us since the pilot episode. They know what they're doing. And Liz was on her way out when Wrestler stopped her to tell her that he, you know, continued digging into Cat. And it would have been as simple as dropping the by the way in any way, what was it? It was such, again, very strange choices, in my opinion, the way they had Liz approaching that whole conversation. It, it was, I understand that they needed her to tell him that, that they needed her to acknowledge, you know, that she was okay with it, you know, and that she was giving him a pass so that he could go, okay, and pretend that he never, that he wasn't doing anything. I get that. I understand that. Not an issue. My issue was the stiffness that came with it, that it was, okay, we need her to say this. We don't really want to take a lot of time to figure out how she can say this organically, so just throw the lines in there, and there you go. Go for it, Megan. It just, it was very stiff and not, not great. I don't know. But it just, the dialogue really was weird this episode. And so, and maybe things did get cut. Maybe that's the deal. You know, maybe... They had to go back last second well, and do some I, rewrites I, or something like that. I think what happens with you get the new writer, especially with writers that are not familiar and for which scripts are not their main medium, is that they're not familiar with the characters, so they don't get the voices really well. And also the but dialogue that's, that's in a the- novel and dialogue in the script are very different things, as dialogue in Ish. theater is different from dialogue in, in, a, in a movie, from dialogue in, in TV. Well, I mean, They're the, different media. As, as someone that works in both mediums <laughs> of novels and scripts, I can tell you, when, if you were writing that in a novel, you would have all the internal dialogue going on in between, mm-hmm. which is, you know, might have made it run more smoothly. But you don't have that in scripts. And my question would be, if, if these two that wrote it, um, you know, the, the, the husband-wife duo that wrote this, even, and I get that, you know, that they're coming into it, while they may have seen every episode, they haven't been neck deep into it like some of the other writers have been. But why wouldn't the Johns have, have tweaked the, the wording on it? I mean, that's, that's their job, is to yeah. make sure everything runs smoothly. And it just so was, what else? Oh, what else did you have? That those were the two big ones. Those are the ones that I made notes of. But it just it like really it, irked you. It, yeah, it really did. <laughs> like, I mean, I've had dialogue bother me before, but I don't think I've ever been this bothered by it. Well, I I think you were bothered too because you're you didn't you just didn't like the blacklister. I mean, the blacklister oh, had that like lack it. of logic. I didn't like the blacklister. I didn't like the dialogue. And 
we can get into it when we get to Smokey, but I had some severe issues with, with Smokey that just do not, as of this mm-hmm. point, don't make any sense to me. Uh, I I like I I one of the things that I did like about about this episode and the theme they chose is that gambling has come before. We've have had instances in which um, Smokey came upon Ray's Red's Raider because he had got into a gambling problem with those uh, neo-Nazi. Um, not they were not neo-Nazis. They were white supremacists. Uh, uh, drug, they were drug dealers. That's what they, whatever they were, was yeah, was bad guys, uh, bad guys, but drug dealers. And now he had been laundering profits. Um, then we have um, the harbor master. Aims that Eugene aims that he did have gambling. Uh, yeah, he went up to and then he City. goes. Yeah, he goes to Jersey to Atlantic City Atlantic for City. never for more than a few days. Red uses a very similar story to that because the harbor master had the daughter. Red uses a very similar story to this when he's looking for character with a colicky baby mother. Um, he was. He said that he was a private investigator. He was looking for character. He said that character had a gambling problem and gambled away the the daughter's college funds and this and that. You also had the guy that uh, the shipping shipping guy from season four uh, that was killed at the casino. Red sent so, him in the life. Yeah. But he didn't. Yeah, it was it was in the gambling thing. But he was in addicted or anything. But yes, just a very good one. And it's Sir Crispin Crandall, yeah. And Sir, Sir Crispin mm-hmm. Crandall was also like, are you a betting man? Um, because if you were, you would know that that now trumps uh, then or every time that you just don't, you don't bet. You bet on the future. You better bet on, on the now, on the present. Um, so I like that I, that came back into that. And it was the end of Smokey with that has started with gambling and it ended with gambling. Um, and, and gambling on Red getting killed and getting executed and not making it out of it uh, with that. So that, that I like. There were things that I definitely liked. I had my issues with the way that this thing, that they're depicting that, that Red is going down on a thing. And I had particularly... A, a severe issue, and, and this is not about the writers, this is entirely just because it feels that they're pushing Red's direction much darker very quickly. And it's always about betrayal. Then he goes, I mean, this reminds me a little bit of of Red's rampage when Anslo Garrick, the incursion, and the killing of that, and the other ones I didn't have a problem with, but I did have a problem with the with the uh, um, the medical emergency uh, woman. That yeah. her job was just to remove the chip, and he killed her. And you know, shame, such a pretty face, and you're a paramedic too. So that this felt that they were pushing red so dark. And some of it felt okay, like red on the plane, he felt like he's really going crazy. But I 
I particularly found it interesting that they brought back Janet McNamara in platinum the list. I did like that. That was actually, that's on my list of things I liked that they gave well, a nod back to her. I just don't know why. I mean, well, I'm assuming there is a reason. I just don't know what it is yet. For me, what it told me is Ren now has a godlike complex. So if you play nice and you're like a good girl, like Janet McNamara that left, Good things happen to those who do as Daddy Red says and leave. Well, he's and, had that complex since day one. He's made yeah. the comment. He made the comment to wrestler who went to AA. He said, yeah. "I would have done. You know, I would have gone to AA if I believed in anything bigger than myself." And then he played this way with Red and or with Red and Tom with Liz and Tom for years. This, oh yes, I understand. This is your daughter. But I'm Raymond Reddington. You're going to listen to what I have to say rather than act like the parents that you are. Mm. I mean, he's he's had that godlike complex yeah. for but as long as we've known him. But they're really pushing it mm-hmm. with this. Um, and and so good girl Janet uh, has a great life because she listened to Daddy Red. And bad boy Smokey gets out of a plane midair because she was a bad boy that didn't listen to Red. And my thing is, have we ever known who was in charge while Red was in prison? Because it seems like... Denbei? <laughs> no, but Denbei's not in charge of operations. You never see Denbei. Denbei has a power of attorney to sign checks, but he was never involved in the actual crime stuff. That's true. He just takes care of Red. So... Was whoever was in charge, was it Smokey? Did Red ever say, you were not ever doing drugs? We're not ever doing drugs, period. I don't like drugs. We're not doing drugs. Or is it just that Red thinks that when he vaguely says something, people has to understand? So that is, a, that is an interesting twist they're going there because, yes, we have had, as you said, this all the time, but they're pushing it dark. Yeah. It's it's taking it another step further. I I didn't necessarily um, like. I mean, I, I it's very clear that they wanted us to have the reaction that you are to that understanding that this is a darker step. You know, that gut reaction of a beloved character has just died. Red has just killed him. And that Dembe thinks he went too far. We are also supposed to think he went too far. My like, and I really have no love or hatred either way for Smokey. He has never been one of my favorites of Red's crew. I I don't hate him. He's just, I've never been overly fond of him. And Mm. so you know, it's not like when Tom died and, you know, I was beside myself and continue to be beside myself over, you know, the character's death. Or take Kate, for example, that I I was always very fond of Kate. She's never been my favorite, but I've always been very fond of her. And that it took me a long time to come back from being upset with Red over how he handled that, which was a point where he went too far and we were supposed to know he went too far, et cetera, et cetera. And so I got the impression on Friday night's episode that we were supposed to have a similar reaction to what happened as we did when Red killed Kate. Or when he shot Kate is is probably the better way to put it. He tried to kill Kate. But I... I feel like they may have chosen the wrong character for that. And that goes back to the 
my <laughs> my continuous statement of I'm very confused over many of the decisions that were made for this episode. Mm. Choosing Smokey to one be the person like the, the whole thing that they went through with you know the fact that he double crossed him that he was the like some of that made sense but one and and I actually did a little write up on this on on a friend's post cuz she was talking about it and we were so hoping that they were not trying to make the point that it kind of came across as all carnies are horrible people you know <laughs> you're a carny you're a con man i mean that was kind of a little bit um broad strokes there but it i mean it, if that's the case if that's the way we're gonna go with it why didn't they choose um what's her name uh hetty like mm-hmm. why why choose Smokey and not hetty and hetty's already had a history of double crossing people that's the reason Smokey and Hetty were at odds. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I they were just, and if we were trying to get a gut reaction from the fans that understand and, and I am not by any stretch advocating that they should do this, but why not Glenn? We love Glenn. Everybody loves Glenn. I adore Glenn. Please don't so kill Glenn. So obviously it wasn't a way, it wasn't to make it into the favorite character. But this I is think not it cake was, number I, two. I think it was though. That's the thing. I think that was the intention and it fell short. And so I, I, I don't know. And that's the thing is I felt like it fell short for that. And the other thing was they put him on par by throwing him out of the plane like that. And a friend of mine made this comment, and I kind of agree. Like, how does he keep throwing people out of planes without crashing the plane? <laughs> you know, like, where is he throwing them out of? <laughs> um, I guess out of the, the wheel well, possibly. But <laughs> poor Dembe had to drag him down there for that, I guess. Um, well, but anyway, like, he put they put him on par with the director. The director's the only person that he's thrown out of a plane like that, and so that's drawing a parallel there, and that didn't seem like it should have nearly that kind of weight. Like, he didn't put Liz in danger, and that's the thing. You're trying to draw a parallel to Kate, you're trying to draw a parallel to the director. Those two people, the thing, at least in Red's eyes, Red's point of view, those two people have that they put Liz in danger. Smokey did something that had nothing to do with Elizabeth. And yeah. so what, this what was, would you what would you have done with him? With Smokey? Yeah. Had you been red? I don't know. I mean, even just, you know, putting a bullet between his eyes, you know? I mean, if if he really felt like he needed to end it, the for me, where it went over and beyond of the really was throwing him out of the plane. Like landing and killing him like he did with you know like he did with uh what's his name? The Well, also, he's a known associate, and now he left a body in a yeah. field linked to him, thrown from a plane. I mean, isn't he supposed to be like, if they find you? I mean, it seems like he just went in there, and he's like, let me see how many crimes can I commit? Yeah, he really did. He's on a crime spree right now, <laughs> yeah. which it's interesting because he's not even covering him up. And Anna McMahon made the call. She said, if you if you commit any crimes and we catch you... I'm taking your entire task force down. Everybody's going to prison. The part that was most interesting to me about this this whole thing with this was that, to me, 
and that's where I take a departure of of uh, of how deep they got they got red into the darkness now, and I'm gonna say to me it feels like it's not well done. It's that I felt that these murders that he did were to torture Dembe. Remember, Red said in yeah. season one or two, you know, you have to take, I know about torture and you, uh, with the um, Good Samaritan killer. He said, you have to, to, to tailor torture to the victim. Not everything is the same torture. And we've seen Red do this over and over. What is what a person is afraid of? To this very vain man, I'm going to take your teeth out. To um, Mato, who's not afraid of pain. It was, um, I'm going to put your body in a, in a sealed cement box for eternity. And for a man like Dembe, physical torture would not be... What makes him talk? I mean, we've yeah, seen we've it with seen, Solomon. Oh, exactly. Yeah. So here's the so, question. Here's the question I want to pose to you. Do you think that he knows that Dimbe knows that it's Liz? Yeah. Okay. I so, think so, I mean, that that's the only way that that comment to him at the end makes any sort of sense. Hang on, I'm about to sneeze. I can feel it. But that's the only that's the only way that it makes sense to me when. When he says, you know, well, would you do any, would, would you say anything? Would you try to stop me? Because how Before many, another life is, so is how many people, how many people would in the criminal world are going to have Dembe's moral stance? Nobody. So, so basically what he's doing is torturing Dembe and, and it just puts me into this, this this belief like now this is really weird because I would have before said Red would not hurt Dembe. Yeah, maybe he won't kill Dembe. But this is hurting Dembe because Dembe is a moral man and well Dembe has no problem um for example, you know, using a gun to save somebody's life or when they're shooting at him. Red already put Dembe in the position to get rid of the nurse, Marguerite Renard, and, and now he's basically killing people to see how long will it take for Dembe to take him. Or if not, I don't know that he knows his list, but I think he knows Dembe knows. So he may have surmised his list. He's not an idiot. He saw Liz and he saw Jennifer working together because he was in an imbecile. And he knew what he was, they were doing. They were digging into his past. So I'm, I'm not, I, I think this is like such a step forward all of a sudden for Red to be torturing Dembe. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If he is doing that, which is really the only thing that makes sense with that last comment. Mm-hmm. Then, yeah, it definitely does take it several steps darker. And, I mean, because he raised Dembe. I mean, yeah. we've we've pulled the parallel multiple times of Tom and the Major and Red and Dembe. And the fact that Dembe just got off a whole, you know, while, while he had arguably a lot worse childhood, mm-hmm. you know, than Tom did as a kid. I mean, we don't know everything Tom's been through, but most likely had a worse childhood. Yeah. Um, the... That he still, that he caught a break with Red finding him versus, you know, 
Tom being found by the major. And that it made Dembe the man, I mean, Red described him as an angry youth, you know, that, I mean, they'd starved him, they'd beaten him, they'd left him for dead. And now, I mean, if this is what he's doing, then he's, even when Red thought it was possible that Dembe had poisoned him. He was looking for him, but he wasn't going he to didn't hurt harm him. the daughter. Yeah. And so it's like something Red has those moments and it may go back to something. Maybe something snapped. Maybe something, you know, I he's had those moments before where he just he goes too far and even acknowledge it to the to the judge. Yeah. The mouth just gets in trouble. Yeah, well, you, you need to go seek that therapy. You said you're going to seek, Raymond. <laughs> it's, it's interesting, though. I mean, it's not, not something I would have expected from him, not something I would have predicted for him. And so there must be something else going on. I mean, maybe it's the medication he's on, screwing with him. I mean... It's, it's it, hard it's, to say. It, it is. It, it, it's just excessive for what have happened. Yeah. And it seems like it hasn't been gradual. Yes, it takes us a theme that Red has done. You know, Red does weird things. He has this God complex. They had him, you know, Johnny Cash. So he's dispensing, you know, truth. And yeah. but they, they've done that before. And, and, but and this is. That's what I mean. Like, it, it feels like he snapped, but there's... I, I can't find a point where that would have happened. It should have it's been... It's this dropped. episode. Yeah. And so yeah. I'm like, okay, why? <laughs> I'm with you, though. I, I'm right there with you. I'm very... Very puzzled by it. Yeah. It it doesn't seem like it's consistent and... I know that he, he has to know it's this. Who could have known where he was, what he was wearing, and where he was going? I, right? Nobody. I mean, Liz and Dimbe. <laughs> and so if he thinks Dimbe did it to him, I mean... That, that speech in the plane about the dream of flying pan, it was so bad. And I know that he gave... He gave smoky chances to come clean but again he was he was about to be executed I it mean, was three months that he was in jail yeah because he said it, those last three months have been horrible i mean and i could see like i i see what he did with the you know the tax for underestimating him that's part of red that's part of this Mm-hmm. Never bet against Red. I get that. You know, like, I had no problem with him doing that. I thought that was very in character. But, yeah, he was on death row. He literally was strapped to the chair. They were about to push the medication. Mm-hmm. And while you could say, well, you should never have used my resources even after my death, I get that. But, I mean, it's I would to have throw him you. out of the plane is is yeah. excessive. I would have. And also because... Throughout, when Red was broke, he built this new fortune 
with on mm-hmm. the back of Smokey. Yep. And and sure, I'm sure he compensated it handsomely, but Smokey took a, a a chance on working with him. He took a chance on Red. He stayed with him. And I mean, if I had been Red, I would have just either given him a beating or say, you know what, you're gonna work for the next two years for half or a third of what you were getting or nothing. Um, you're going to make this up to me. Um, and I want to dismantle that thing. And in fact, why not use what he had with Smokey? Set everything up, leave it like that, and and serve it is in a platter to the FBI as a blacklister. Everybody yeah, who was involved exactly. in that meth distribution. Leave Smokey and out of it. And then take it off the... And then take it off the, the market. Yeah, yeah. I mean, th- that to me would have been what the red eye know would have done. He would have said, "Okay, you know what? You're never going to do this again. This is because it's math that you're doing, and you're going to be punished in this way. And we're going to serve everybody that was in there in a in a silver platter with a nice flower in there and into the." A roast like he had on the plane, on the plane, right on the um, to the FBI. He had just one more blacklister for free. So yeah, it's, I it's, mean, and and if you if the actor need to bow out or anything like that for some reason, either exile him or if you really need to take it that far, put a bullet in his head and check the pulse. I mean, I just. Throwing him out of the plane draws the direct parallel with the director, and I don't understand that. And and also what we're supposed to think that Denver did with Renard. Because you said, have yeah. you ever been on Scotland, in Scotland? Do yeah. you think that? Maybe what he's after is that he thinks that Denver betrayed him by not killing her? It could be. I mean, I have no idea, but he thinks... It's either no, Denver knows who... Liz did, or Demba didn't follow his orders and kill Renard. Um, I mean, but both things are excessive to torture the guy with. I mean, yes, they are. But but it's it's they're just pushing red. I mean, even the I mean, he came out. It was a party. He was doing treasures, and now he's into this. He was like super happy, and now we're back into dark red, and it feels yeah. that. They have failed, and that may come in the future, to explain what snapped. Because so far, yeah. I'm not seeing it. Yeah, I, I'm right there with you on that. And that takes us... Do uh, you have anything else about anybody else in here? Except, And then we can jump into Wrestler. Um, the only thing I had uh, was the song choice at the end. And this is kind of a good thing i guess <laughs> it was it was really creepy but i think it was supposed to be especially on my rewatch i was cuz i mean every breath you take is already kind of a creepy song if you listen it's to very lyrics. creepy <laughs> like i don't think thought... it was nearly i don't think it was nearly as creepy in the 80s when it came out oh, it like was i don't creepy. think that... okay. i was i was uh, yes uh, yes it was creepy I, I everybody said oh what a love song no it's not that's horrible no that's not a love song. I'll be watching That's a stalker you? song. <laughs> yeah. No, no, I'm not good. But it was Creepy. with the backdrop of Red going where he did with Smokey and the third, est- uh, third estate going through the security systems in the homes. 
mm-hmm. all of that, it just seemed very poignant. Yeah. And so that's that's not a knock to it. Uh, it was kind of a strange song for a choir, a young choir to be singing, but you know, hey. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it was very poignant on that um, because well, you Johnny do get, it goes back to it goes back to what you said about Red's God complex lately. That it feels like he's got his eye on everybody, and everybody's under yeah, a microscope. And if you, and if you don't do what Red says, that he says, yeah, it, it's they're definitely drawing comparisons there. Um, I, I guess we have to wait to see what it is, but. I mean, all in all, I did like the episode. I ha- I liked some aspect of the episode. I didn't like the entirety of it, which is bizarre. I had had problems with episode, and then after a while, I'm like, yeah, you know what? I I like the episode. I had a very tough time rewatching this episode. Um, that scene in the plane remind me a little of Red in um, in uh, the in the Vem. When he's with, yeah. um, oh, what's the name of the character? Ger- Gerald and I can't remember yeah. the name of his wife. The, the husband and, and wife out in the woods. Yeah. yeah. And Same. he's like with, the, oh, my God, and have, having them sing and they're like terrified. It's the same kind of feeling. And Dembe had the same kind of face. Like, this is going way too far and I'm out. So that takes us to... Wrestler and wrestler started this investigation into Katerina Rostova before uh-huh. they had that conversation. So probably when he heard Katerina um, and he had to give evidence for Red, I have a feeling that he already started reaching out and started investigating. This is not about when when uh, Liz told him, "Hey, you know what?" Uh, well, I mean, he when when Liz told him that she was dropping it, he went. That's when we saw him call MJ and ask him about Katarina Rostova, and all this was coming. No, from but MJ. he said thank you for returning my call, and he told Liz that this started weeks ago. I guess that's possible. I think he was also lying to Liz. <laughs> I think he was trying to. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, I don't think that the manifest came from weeks before. I think the manifest came from right then, um, which is what mm-hmm. he had. But and he had so, started to investigate. Yeah, possibly. Um, yeah, so we don't know how long he's been doing it, but it also, he may have seen things about Katarina Rostova linked into his investigations with Red in the beginning, because MJ, that's MJ's assumption, is that, you know, yeah. that's why he's looking for Katarina Rostova, is because he's looking, trying to find Reddington. I thought, it, I, I liked, uh, I think I like MJ. I'm not sure, because I, I don't know for sure if I can trust him or not, because it is the blacklist. But um, And he was lying to Red. He was doing nothing at his yeah, desk. That, that's what I, was, I actually really liked that. <laughs> it was funny. I'm walking into this meeting right now, as he's, like, leaned back in his chair. Mm. Yeah, he... <laughs> He was a little full of, uh, of BS, but um, I like that that they – and it, it brings a very interesting thing about Wrestler. I mean, Wrestler is going about this in the way that Liz should have, but can because he's emotionally involved. He's methodical, he's precise, and he's going to the right sources. Mm-hmm. So we have found now Katarina's mom. Yeah, I have to say, though, where was MJ back when Liz was originally looking for 
for uh, Kat because she mm. she was looking back in season two. Tom was helping, um, but I mean, Tom's not going to well, go. The Orea s- section was. Yeah, gone. I know, and so I got the impression they were the only people that really knew anything about her, and so. Well. Go go. I'm no, gonna no, have no, a lot that, to say about this. All right, oh, then go. Go. So, for it. so this is very interesting, and I love that part of the episode. I love that they bring the Orea has this this the CIA that invest the part of the CIA assigned to Russia says that Katerina was a, a myth as a spy. Um, that she was just, it was a honey trap and they just like make one conglomerate of many honey traps, whatever. Uh, we know that that's a lie because Peter, the head of the clandestine services, which of course in 1991, he would not have been the head of the clandestine services. He probably was a very high up handler of high profile, knew exactly who Katerina was and even if he did not know of Liz, he knew enough that it, there was a child involved because he sent Braxton armed with the house, the fire, and the girl. That's all he had, all the information to find the fulcrum. So that to me always had sounded like Katerina really was not a KGB agent. She was a CIA agent given a burn notice and deny existence like they did in Ilya Surkov in which the guy said, no, he didn't exist, and if he didn't, he's not CIA. The Gambler, the the comic book, has the same um, theme. This guy who was FBI, and he's just denied that he exists. So we've seen this over and over. At Tom in Redemption, Lee Lambray also got a burn notice and a termination notice. So this this really gets a lot of, of, of these themes together and at the end it doesn't make any sense that Katerina was just purely KGB I think her identity Katerina Rostova was supposed to be KGB but I think she was a covert CIA agent whose job was to infiltrate the KGB and be the arm then of Peter in creating the cabal to end the Cold War without much blood so I think that this is all coming together I like that. I like that they put that in there. And I like that, obviously, MJ got reassigned from the Russia office into whatever office is now. And he was a, a, a point guy and couldn't find anything about Katerina. Could be the reason he's still alive, that he, if he got reassigned. Mm-hmm. Or else yeah, he because been... the, entire, the entire agents were all destroyed. Mm. Yeah. So I like the guy. I hope that he comes back. And he seems... Um, CIA enough. As, as <laughs> I'm walking the, as, right into a meeting. Come on, yeah. national security man. <laughs> yeah, well, it, it reminded me of, of what Red said to Mira, attracted by treacherous. Yeah. So definitely there. Um, so that was that was very good, and I find it interesting that we're getting now two connections with with Katerina's mom. We're getting a Chicago connection. In a Long Island connection. And who was our plaid-wearing friend who said that he was, she was going to go to Long Island because he was quiet and she had a friend there? Jennifer. Yep, her. Wearing plaid. So 
this is we're getting a lot of this fun connections and we get in Chicago. Remember how we how we get uh, how she was supposed to contact Kate at the beginning, the emissary hotel in Chicago. That's right. I didn't think about that. I was thinking yeah. back to uh, to young Jacob Phelps being from Chicago. He did say that he had a brother in Chicago. Uh, um, he, his uh, best I remember his um, records with the um, his uh, foster records had him out of Chicago. Chicago. Okay, then we also had um, we also have the connection that remember that weird line that we had in season two when in in season one when Liz is is looking investigating um, Craig. Craig Keane that uh, was Christopher Malley and Dembe comes in there and asks what color are the walls and you're thinking why would you put that in there I mean that's seconds and doesn't add anything it doesn't add to the characters a stupid comment to make you know in order for for not not for the character for the writer to use those seconds with that yeah and the color of the sky was Chicago skyline yeah so we getting uh, and where would did Red wanted to go for his uh, celebration after after getting out of jail? Chicago. Um, Kate said that she had a, a sister in Chicago. We're getting a lot of Chicago connections, and they're all beginning to make sense. So I love those two things. So that was that's what I got. I weird episode yeah it was yeah it was bizarre and and i hope that there will be a day that i can go back to it and go hey i like it better it makes so much more sense now mm-hmm. i mean there, there was a lot of stuff that was has potential for you know i i enjoyed the wrestler bit um with, with him continuing to dig into katarina Rostova. But so much of it, so many strange decisions and only time will tell if they were just freaking weird and or they make sense or they make sense later on it it could just be that these were one-off writers that didn't mesh well you know they may never be back who knows um it doesn't make them bad writers i'm not saying that at all i mean i hope that they're they they seem to have a lot of success with novels you know quick quick google of them they had quite a few novels between them so i mean i'm sure they're they're decent writers it just i wasn't fond of the episode it, it was, um, and and you never know. With a blacklist, you never know. I remember that Chicago Skyline comment, and I said, isn't that bizarre? Same as with, with Liz saying, you know, the, the color of uh, when Tom says it's grandma's pumpkins, and, and Tommy said, grandma's what? Um, so, you know, and then you can tie a lot of things in there. Yeah. Um, but definitely there was, there was elements that were strange and I hope they come back. Yeah. Yeah. I I hope it makes more sense later. I mean, got another few episodes this season and uh, I'm very excited for the next one. I'm very excited for the next three because the next one is the, uh, the third estate, which Mm -hmm. looks like it should be very good. And then uh, the one following that is uh, is Sam from Tumblr is her episode, which I'm very excited the for. The Brockton College Killers. Mm-hmm. It looks really good. I don't know anything about it other than what's been released, and so uh, but and that it's hers. So 
but it's her, so I'm excited. The pictures, the the promo pictures look good. Oh yeah, definitely. And then uh, the same night uh, following that one is um, is the, yeah, it's the one with Katarina Rostova with uh, Lottie coming back. And did you see there is some pictures with Dom in the cabin? So and Red is stalking someone. So and we see Red in the cabin and Dom in the cabin and get in list there. So is that how all this come about? I don't know. We'll see. I'm excited though. The next three episodes are gonna be I think are gonna be very good. I'm very excited for them. But that's that's all I got. I feel like I went on a bit of a negative run, but uh it was uh, not my. But I like. I mean, I liked it. I wasn't that negative. It's just I some was. things were <laughs> weird, and and I'm willing to give it a benefit. We never know. I mean, the the weirdest stuff comes back, and you go like, ah, that's what happened. I I think I would be more inclined to give it a benefit if these writers had been with the show. For a while, like if they were part of the staff and had been with the show for a while, like I think I would be more more. And it that doesn't negate the fact that it's possible that they'll come back later. I just think I'd be I'd give it more of the benefit of the doubt if if they'd yeah. been with it for a while. So that's all I got. Yep, that's that's what I got too. So you can. Catch us on YouTube, on SoundCloud, and iTunes, and you can talk to us on Tumblr, Twitter, and Facebook. Yeah, always leave us whatever you want us to talk about or questions or comments, Yeah, and we'll be happy. Yeah, we're always excited to hear from you guys. Uh, we've had a little bit of chatter lately. I've seen someone on SoundCloud a couple of times, someone over on YouTube. Uh, we get questions on, on Tumblr, and there's mm-hmm. always the crowd on Facebook, so... It's a lot of fun. We, we love hearing from you guys. You guys are awesome. We wouldn't. All right. So we'll see you next week. And until then. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.